Okay, and we're back for episode two of Malibu the podcast. So, <laughs> the last episode was kind of like, you know, a little hey, big hey, you know, kind of soft sounding, hitting y'all up to see if y'all still rocking with us. And so now we're getting into the true essence of the podcast. We're going to start to have some of those, um, how do you release those? Those real deal. We're chipping away at the coal to reveal the diamonds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really getting into it. You know, when you first meet somebody, you don't really get into the deep stuff right off mm-hmm. the bat. You got to act like, you know, every, you're really cool at first. And then act like you don't know every single detail about their life. <laughs> like, I did not do a background check. What is that thing called? Okay, search. I'm screaming. Not a, oh, my God. Not case search. Okay. But all jokes aside, this where... Um, this season will be dedicated to relationships. We found that um, when the pandemic started and just throughout, we're still going through the pandemic. Um, I guess, unless you live in Texas or something, y'all getting ready to. <laughs> or Arizona. Apparently, they never had a pandemic. Enter a whole new world. Where y'all be that? safe. But um, it's caused us, it's forced us, um, I feel like everybody to a certain degree, to kind of reevaluate and reassess the relationships that they participate in or, or you know, how things what's the word i'm trying to say i don't know how I'm i feel like for it, me it's just been like how i relate just the different things yeah, that i have around me in my that's life that's what i was trying to say um so it, it kind of i don't know forced me to like look inward at things that like not once considered important but just the ways i physically used to like physically and emotionally and mentally like show up for certain things and certain people mm-hmm. especially like friendships and even like familial relationships especially if you l- lived with family members <laughs> during this pandemic um but it's forced us to reassess some things so um yeah that's what today's episode is all about so we're gonna start with oh wait wait no before we do that things we love period um, my thing I love this week, I found this game, or no, Imani, not this Imani, another Imani, she posted about this game called I Love Hugh, and it's, you're supposed to, it's, I can't, I really cannot describe it, it's like a good way, it's like a good, like, brain buster game, that's the best way I can describe it, but you basically... They have the, and it's also very aesthetically pleasing. So they have like this color gradient and then they take some of the towels out of the color gradient and they mix it all up. And then it's your job to kind of like put it back in order. So you have to really like rely on like your ability to like look at colors and see how they coordinate. It's really, it's really, really, really um, it's like those color matching games. Yeah, but like the grid is like, I don't want to put my phone because I feel like we're going to get distracted. I'm not trying to pick my phone, but the grid thing is like. Imagine if it was like blue to green or something. Oh, it's like, like a tile. Oh, you said green. Yeah, and so it's like this deep blue over here, then it's like turns into like light blue and then the green. Nonetheless, you have to like organize the little tiles and it's just a really like good way to like decompress. I play it a lot if I'm like stumped or something at work, if I'm trying to like write a pitch or something more. If I just be like, all right, I don't feel like doing anything, let me just do something kind of mindless. But yeah, it's called I Love You, H U E. I um said something that I was thinking about the colors but me what do I love <laughs> everything um okay so I don't know if we ever talk about this show on if we've ever talked about this show on this podcast before but if we have or if you know me I probably have raved about this is us so last week which 
this what was last week like oh february 23rd just because i'm just saying that for context because i don't know what last week is going to be when this comes out yeah that's about the same <laughs> um <laughs> but no the february 23rd episode of this is us i was just in awe you guys i'm always in awe of this is us because of the way i'm obsessed with storytelling like mm-hmm. if i haven't said that before i'm just obsessed with really good storytelling really good storylines i love character builds i love just feeling like i really know somebody based on something someone wrote or just like and the characters in this is are so familiar and last week's episode was kind of like going back into the past but also going into the future and showing up how it was when i don't know if, if y'all are familiar with the show or whatnot i know hana is if you're not i feel like everybody needs to really watch the show because i feel like regardless i feel like the way people react to the show or like like of a reaction it's i don't know i'm gonna say it says a lot about them but it's i feel like the show since it yeah okay you can go ahead I'm no worries like, like since the show is about family like that's a huge huge chunk of the show I feel like no matter who you are if you're watching the show it like ignites little feeling not like little feelings but it makes you like I don't know there's just so many real personal like real life emotions like that exist in that show and it's so I think my favorite thing about storytelling my favorite thing about writing in general is identifying with. Being able to identify with emotions that you weren't aware mm-hmm. that you could put into words, but seeing that someone else is going through it, and I see that a lot in this. Uh, this is us, and so mm-hmm. like I was saying, the last episode was kind of about. Um, it was so everyone is pregnant, everyone's having kids. So well, except Kate. Kate adopted. Well, she's pregnant by experience. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, she's an adopted mommy. So it kind of went back to showing Rebecca and Jack when they first came mm-hmm. home with the kids, and then also showing. Kevin and Kate because Kevin just had a kid. These are the children. And then it also goes into the future to show a little peek from this episode that we keep seeing. Um, And Deja, one of Randall, who is obviously the best storyline on This Is Us because they black Um, (laughs) y'all. It goes to show that like Deja is pregnant, who is their adoptive daughter. And I thought it was really interesting because one thing I've been realizing more and more as I get older is how much my relationships with other people are impacted by the relationship I had from my family and that was something that was really a through line in this episode Kevin kept wanting to live up to Jack's standards because that was his understanding of like what it meant to be a family man what it meant to be a context Jack is Kevin's yeah Kevin's dad okay real quick families for (laughs) y'all Jack and Rebecca are the parents and then we have Randall Kate and Kevin Kate and Kevin were a set of triplets but one of the triplets died at birth so they adopted Randall a little black boy who was dropped off at the fire station and then we have under them, some more people that, yeah. you know, they don't matter as much right now. But as we say, it just follows, like, three siblings. Two who are white, one who's black, the adopted one. Just, like, the different paths that they walk in life, but, like, how they're still all... They're all... Co-mingled together. Right. And I, I, the thing I like the most about this show is that it explores, like, these very complex emotions and feelings without ever being, like, corny or cheesy. I feel like so often a lot of the shows today, like, there's this overwhelming pressure, I guess, in the writer's room to, like, address everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just sometimes it just feels really forced. And it's like, y'all need to chill. Like, I need to watch this if I can just experience this, like, in my real life. But I think they do a good job of um, weaving those, like... You know, those important conversations or, like, thematic things that keep popping up in people's lives, weaving it, like, so seamlessly into this show. Like, they, every it's week, like, every uh, week, I'm like, y'all, y'all just get better and better. No, I was going to say, I feel like they're having, like, they, 
when I watch this as this, I can actually imagine myself having some of those conversations or mm-hmm. hearing about those conversations from somebody else or like when Randall blew up at Kate. But yeah. that show is fucking amazing. I probably mentioned it multiple times. I'm in love with it. That's the thing I love this week because last week's episode was so good. And oh my God, is Deja <laughs> pregnant? What is going on? Is it Malik's yes. baby? Deja. Like, and then oh little Annie, she was so <laughs> cute. <laughs> I was also saying that to say the last week's episode really made me think about my relationship to my family, how it's really impacted. It made me think about how your relationship with your family is really the first relationship you have in life. It's your first experience. Yeah. And when I say family, I don't mean that those are always the people that you came out of the womb with. Like some people have other types of, what do they call them? Atomic families or whatever. Oh, yeah, Tana's looking at it right now. Please Dude, because I remember learning about it and... Oh, my God, why are oh, we... They, <laughs> now we in here doing science. I remember learning about it in, like, this course. Nuclear, oh, a nuclear. A nuclear yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, this yeah, is like... parents, mm-hmm. it's just some children. It's so, like the standard of what people think family should look like. Obviously, that's, like, clearly evolved. Um, and that always has not been the case, but yeah. Since we were exploring relationships, since we were exploring how we exist in relationship to different things around us... We figured the best way to start that conversation would be by talking about our relationship to our family, something that we've kind of referenced maybe a little, maybe a lot, because I think yeah. we both have, we have keen feelings for the families. So, yeah, so in order to guide this conversation, we took the an attachment style quiz and we got a result. Wait, should we share our results and then kind of... Well, okay, so we took the atta- the attachment style quiz. Um, my attachment style was secure, and I think that, I feel like secure is, like, probably one of the most easiest ones to try to explain. Like, it's the most self-explanatory. I feel like there are, like, four main attachment styles. Hold on one second. But three of them are insecure, and then just one of them is secure. So there's, like, secure avoiding anxious and disorganized those, those are basically the, the three um or the main four that like everybody always references there's like different types of them yeah inside. So like, like anxious, within anxious avoiding. they have preoccupied and then yeah anxious avoiding like you and then they also they kind of sometimes they get put in together like dismissive avoidant and fearful avoidant and whatnot so when i took the quiz i think i got anxious avoidant um, or not anxious avoidant. It was anxious. Preoccupied. Um, anxious preoccupied. Yeah. Oh yeah, at least it's just was. <laughs> I got anxious preoccupied, which I honestly feel like makes sense. I am an anxious person in general, something that I'm working on. But um I think that just especially realizing how it showed up it showed up a lot in my last like romantic relationship. So realizing that and kind of trying to go back and think about where Kind of, so basically, I don't know, we should also probably give some background on attachment styles if you guys have yeah. ever, never heard of them. So your attachment style is based on kind of how you were raised or like your early on relationships. So it's usually based on how you were parented um, or different things that happened in your childhood. I think also it's something that to not always take so personally because sometimes things that your attachment style were based on are things that happened before you even have like conscious memories of them. Um... So, for instance, when I was thinking about, like, why I could have been pre-anxious, right? Like, I was just thinking about the fact that, like, it was me and my parents at Pre-anxious. Is that a preoccupied anxious? <laughs> we just gonna put everything together. I'm screaming. Make it quicker. Anxious preoccupied, yeah. Okay. Anxious preoccupied. Pre-anxious occupied. 
Um, I was thinking, so like, I was the only child until I was two and a half or whatever. And then my sister was born. And I was thinking about the fact that like, I was probably really used to just be it being me and my parents before mm-hmm. my sister was born. And then trying to like, you know, get the same attention when she was born, but also trying to like, watch out for my sister. Um, and... So it's interesting because I was thinking about it a lot. I, I remember when I first realized what attachment styles are. I was kind of trying to have a conversation with my mother about it. Um, but, like, not in a way where I'm like, you know, girl, you was a bad parent. But just kind of <laughs> trying to explain to her what it was, which was interesting. Uh, but I don't know. what. What? How do you feel about yours? I feel like mine makes a lot of sense in the so mine is secure and it makes a lot of sense in the context of my family but more specifically my mother. My mother is so some of the characteristics like people who have um, a secure attachment style they can trust easily they're like really in tune with their emotions. Um, if something is bothering me, I can normally like communicate what's bothering me and, and so on and so forth. And I feel like growing up, like I was very. And I didn't realize this until, like, much, much, much later in life. It's funny because I feel like um, I didn't really start thinking about attachment styles and how that translated my relationships until I started, like, heavily investing in relationships outside of the ones that I had in my family. Because Not saying, like, one attachment style was, like, bad or good or, or whatever because I feel like there's pros and cons to all of them. But I just started to run into, like, issues that I never experienced before. So, like, at home growing up, I was always, like, very... It, it was always safe for me to be emotional at home. Like, my mother, it was crystal clear to me very early on that, like, whatever emotions I felt, it was okay for me to feel them and understand that they were emotions and, like, you know, feelings, not facts. And that however, however I was feeling, that was true for the moment, but that didn't have to be the, you know, the case moving forward. Like, whenever I was upset, I remember, my, mom, my mom still says this to this day, like, you know, if you mad, like, you're allowed to be mad for, like, two minutes. And, you know, not literally two minutes, but just kind of emphasizing the fact that those emotions aren't permanent. Um, They aren't fixed. I also feel like in conjunction with that, my mom is like a very expressive, creative um person. And although like it doesn't really necessarily translate the same way for me, the ways it manifests for her, I think there's something I've always like found a lot of comfort in like knowing I always had the ability to express my like the space it's one thing to have the ability to do something but like to have the space to do those things like expressing your emotions or if you want to get into something a new interest or whatever like that was always an option for me and it was always available so it's been I am so me me my mom my dad and then I have a brother who's older than me he is we're 18 months apart and I have other siblings but they didn't we didn't all live together growing up because like we didn't have the same mom but me and my brother have the same mom and dad and i am i was the youngest but i always i don't know i just felt like i don't know like i don't want to say like it's not like i had a bad childhood because i didn't by any means um but you just start to like i always felt like I was poured into and loved and all those good things. But as I got older, I started to realize the dynamic between me and my mother was really different than the dynamic between me and my brother. And I used to be like, hmm. no, my brother and my mother, sorry. And I used to be like, hmm, like maybe it's just this way because like, I'm a girl. <laughs> my mom is also a woman and like my brother is, um, you know, he's a young man. Like, I just thought it was like a, a gender thing. 
Um, but as I started to get older, I realized that like I was just much more expressive than my brother was. And I was like, damn, like, how do we grow up in the same household and you're not like how he's I'm not gonna describe myself as like a loose cannon. But my brother's, like, very methodical. He's very, like, everything he does is based in, like, reason and logic. And I was just like, this is wild. Like, how do you operate? Like, where did you learn this from? Because we didn't learn this. Like, it's you know, interesting mommy I, didn't teach us this. So. I feel like I can, on, like, see a very clear route of, like, where someone that's very methodical and, re like, comes from a place of logic could be grown out of someone that's very expressive just because yeah. like if you like especially being a boy I don't know like guys feel some type of responsibility I feel like from a younger age but like you know if your mother's teaching you to be expressive it's like okay I have this down but like when guys go out and just like yeah. you know the world it's different for them so but I it always I, yeah I was just thinking I don't know I, I can see I understand that it part. always makes me think of like I seen like a meme so I don't know what it was like months ago and it was like a meme of like two guys sitting on a um or a picture of like two guys like sitting on like a, a stoop or a corner or something and one guy was like clearly like he's supposed to be you know look like you know he's homeless pretty much living on the streets and the other guy that was sitting next to him he was like well-dressed well-groomed whatever having a suit tie you know he's supposed to it was supposed to signify that he had his life together and like it was like a question like well, what happened to you or like what caused you to be this way and one guy the, the question one guy was like oh my father was an alcoholic and the other guy was like yeah my father was an alcoholic too so it was like you see these things or these traits and not saying like either one of our parents are alcoholics but you see these these traits in your parents or people around you and I feel like it really caused you to like you have two you know two choices you can just like mirror that or you can see that and figure that like oh this doesn't work for me or this isn't really how I want to live my life or so on and so forth and then you like pivot and take like the completely opposite path so I feel like that's probably what happened in my household to a certain extent um and then yeah probably just also coupled with the fact that I feel like my dad was also the complete opposite of being expressive and all that other stuff I also feel like at times like once I got older I started to realize that at times my mom was even teaching my dad how to like you know like just different components like emotional intelligence and so on and so forth but that's another conversation I think it's also interesting because I feel like I kind of like what you mentioned about how you had these experiences with your family and then you kind of went out into the world I don't think that my attachment style has necessarily always been pre-anxious and uh or occupied mm -hmm. I feel like I've always had I, I had a pretty like I always so we were also we one thing I also want to do is kind of find three words that describe our families and when I feel like when mm -hmm. I I feel like my family and like I mentioned I think I mentioned this before but my family's always really been like my foundation so like I always felt like I knew I had those people like if I have nothing else and to this day I, I still feel like that and I feel like like you said when I got into a relationship as I got older I realized how just like how volatile relationships could be how you could think that like my relationship with my family is like okay these are the people I love I love them we're in it I feel like when I got older, I realized that that's not how shit operates. People mm -hmm. people will leave you at the drop of the dime for no reason. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Fat Albert, but I always be referencing. <laughs> I always be referencing the part where the little girl, uh, she not Kyla Pratt, but Kyla Pratt's cousin. 
She was like, everybody that says they love me ends up leaving me. Oh my God, that's dramatic. And I know that's dramatic, but like, honestly, y'all, when I started getting older, I was like, wow, this is what relationships are? Like, those weren't, granted, those weren't the relationships I had with my friends or like the people real close to me, but I realized just like how easy people come and go. And I'm not saying that's, I mean, I grew up, I got older, I understood that that's kind of like, it's not a bad thing, it's not a good thing. Sometimes people have to come and go. But I feel like, because of those experiences, I started feeling a little more just, like, insecure about the yeah. relationships that I had. Feeling more pressured to try and find ways to keep them or to uphold them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, like, honestly... Because, honestly, I feel like being home with my family in the past year has kind of made me realize just how being away from them and being... in. To being surrounded by other relationships more so has kind of gave me a kind of weird way of thinking about relationships or something. Like, I don't really know. That, weird that, I know, I hate the word weird. I think, like, like I said, I always had, my family was my foundation. Grew up with them, lived with those people for 20, 24 years. That was just kind of my understanding of, like, what relationships would be. Mm-hmm. I've been away for six years. Like, this is my first time being with my family on a consistent basis. And when I talk about my family, I'm not just talking about, like, my mom, my dad, my sister. But also being around my cousins and remembering that, like, okay, these are the people that grow to me. These are the people that kind of created those foundations. Um, and it's kind of honestly helping me come back to myself. I think that goes back to what we were talking about with just like reassessing what the relationships are we have in our lives, reassessing how we want to relate to things. Cause I feel like, you know, if, if I think about it, I feel like my family, cause thinking about like going back to the thing we we're talking about, like your family kind of influences the relationships you go forward with in life. I think if I was think about just on a base level, like, you know, of course every family has its little things. On a base level, I feel like if I had to say I wanted the relationships in my life to kind of be a little bit reminiscent of my family, that would be okay with me. Like, maybe certain things I would fix, you know, if I had to make put it in a, like, Build-A-Bear workshop kind of thing. That's but funny. overall, I feel like, you know, it was good. Yeah. I, I feel like you said something, um... I feel like something kept popping to my head is I felt like when I really got, like... When if it, if I just had to like experience the world just like my family and those relationships, I felt like I only ever knew like unconditional mm. things, and I felt like once I got like outside of remove myself from outside like my little home bubble and like I got my first serious relationship and things like that, even like certain friends, I just started to realize that like things were extremely conditional, and I was like, oh shit, mm. like mm, this is this is interesting, and like something is also really interesting that we took this attachment style quiz and like the timing of when we took it because I feel like if I would have took this maybe like you know six months ago or something like that I don't think the answer would have been secure but I feel like I got to a point of like approaching relationships securely or in my head like securely enough when I realized that like a lot of things that people do especially like things that people like do to us it's not always, I started, like, when things in relationships would happen and it wouldn't go, like, the way I thought it should go or I thought something went wrong, I feel like I would internalize it a lot and I'd be like, damn, I fucked up. Like, what did I do? Like, what did I do? Like, oh my God, how can I fix this? I, like, I was just looking at it from, like, such a personal level, which, like, not that you should disassociate from, like, the things that happen in your relationships, but I think sometimes it requires us to, like, step back and do, like, an audit of things and be like, hmm, like... 
what's going on here? And then I started to like unearth a not unearth a lot of things. That is such dramatic like words. But you can unearth you started to like look I started to look back and I just started to realize just like how conditional some of the relationships I exist I existed in, like with people, how they were. Mm-hmm. And it made me like reassess like, are these the relationships that I really want to be a part of? Mm-hmm. Like what does that what does this mean and what does that look like? And I feel like that was something that was like really hard for me. And honestly, it's still I feel like my answer not like my answer to it, but I feel like my stance on it like changes day by day because I don't I don't believe that you're meant to be in like these deep intertwined, like super deep relationships with everybody you meet. I feel like everybody serves a purpose in your life. And so some of those relationships, the reality of it is that it'll come with conditions, but it's like where where do you like draw the line? Um, and I, I don't know. Yeah, I, no. I just it's I feel like that makes sense because even like even with your family, like you realize as you get older. I think when we were younger, it kind of mm-hmm. seems like things are unconditional. But when you get older, you realize there are even some conditions with family. Yeah. Like, but I feel like I don't know how to describe it. It's like the conditions when you get older aren't based on. Like they're not based on people's actual boundaries. They're based on what people have expected from yeah. you and it's like with family these are the people i was just, i was just born into this like yeah you don't i i don't think they expect anything of me other than to show up as myself and i think that you know show up as myself and be my best self and i think I, yeah you also raised a good point about like you started because like you notice a pattern in relationships like people saying certain things and like up and leaving like you you kind of start to get ahead of yourself, like getting anxious in terms of like, what can I do to ensure that like they don't, um, like I don't know, leave I don't know, they don't something like that, they start like, acting different or acting. I feel like that is so important, and I feel like that really like truly describes like a period of my life that I was in. Like I felt like I would walk into relationships like already getting ahead of myself, and not just like talking about like when I say relationships, like we don't just mean like a romantic ones. That's like, not literally like any type of relationship. If it was a new new budding relationship, I felt myself sometimes like getting at trying to get ahead of myself to ensure like the longevity in it. And the truth is like you do not have to do that like. If it's meant to for it to have some longevity, that'll just be the case. Like I felt like I was trying to get ahead of myself, so I could just be like, "What, what can I do?" Like saying my P's and Q's to ensure. Not saying that like relationships require work. Like I'm not, you know, that's just a fact. But I feel like sometimes because we we get super used to patterns and like seeing same the same things play out in relationships, we just try to like you know, figure out a little cheat code so that we can, like, bypass all that for the other, like, you know, the other relationships that we're a part of. And it's, like, you kind of fucking up right there already because it's, like, I feel like it's you're not even saying presently that like, there. Like, you, you're you somewhere else thinking, you know, like, it's just, it's just really interesting existing outside of yourself with other people. Like, it forces you to be so, like, present and intentional but it's like you have to balance that with I feel like like you can't just like I try to I feel like you have there's a balance between like being present and intentional but also acknowledging you know things that have happened to you in your past I'm like okay what does that mean for XYZ relationship and also like should I share these things or how they make me feel with other, like I don't know it's just so many questions I think going back to what you were saying about just like trying to figure things out ahead of time. I, I think about my relationship with my sister. Like, me and my sister growing up, we used to argue and fight all the time. 
But I never, like, after those fights, I never really better prepared myself to not... Because I knew that at the end of the day, like, that's my sister. Like, we're going to be okay. And I feel like that it came back to that in these relationships. Like, I thought that you could argue with people or you could fall... Like, you could have disagreements with people mm-hmm. or you could have, like, wrong... You know, the different yeah. opinion of people and it would still be okay, but... I started Not being afraid of doing much. this thing because people people want you to think the same as them or look at things the same as them and or like as soon as something is different they're like okay or as soon as something is off and I'm not gonna lie like I could be like that sometimes and it's not it's not a conscious thing but I just feel like going back to family like just thinking about how those relationships could inform is like and I think even going back to like what started the podcast, being able to do things that aren't always easy. I think that's mm-hmm. what that what I want my relationships to be rooted in. That's what I learned from my family. Mm-hmm. It's like, when I was thinking about my three words, and I want my what were your three words? I said my family is definitely unconventional, um, crazy, and I said I wanted to say loving, but I felt like that was very cliche. My family is very, very, very creative. If nothing else, like I've definitely seen then make shit shake and for that I am forever grateful because I, I feel like so I'll be putting like limits on myself and I'll be like I can't do this I can't do that and I'll be thinking about stuff my family be doing and like the circumstances in which they did it and I'll be like I can do anything that I really really put my mind body and soul to do so mm-hmm. that that will be the three for me um mine we're like dedicated slash loyal because I feel like my family be dead dedicated to family but then also dedicated to whatever they're focused on Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of why i put such loyal i feel like my first three i have like three words and then one thing it's like they're dedicated slash hardworking (laughs) slash loyal because i feel like those things are all intertwined like they're dedicated to their fan to the family hardworking for the family but also hardworking for their goals but then loyal just like y'all my family please they're like my anchors. But then I was going to say they're a little bit all over the place because I have a fucking human, humongous family and they be a little bit just, you know. Honestly, I feel like every black family ha- has a little bit of fun somewhere, hopefully, if you were blessed. Um, no shade if you weren't. It's okay. We'll be your family. I'm screaming. But, yeah, like, that's what I want. I just want, I feel like it goes back to dedication. Like, dedication is a simple word, but it's just like, there's so much there. When you're really dedicated mm-hmm. to something, it doesn't matter if you are at odds with it. You try to figure it out. And yeah, like commitment. I just feel like, and I think that goes back to just like reassessing what we're in relationship with, right? Like, if I'm in a relationship with something, I want to be dedicated to it. I don't want to just be in relationship with random things in my life. I want to be intentional about the relationships that I have in my life. I want them to be meaningful, and because of the reason... I want to be dedicated in some type of way to what that relationship looks like. <laughs> we want to talk more, but I definitely think we wanted to talk about this because I don't even, I wouldn't know anything about relationships without my family. But yeah. also, I just, like we said, we've explored a lot of relationships coming since coming off the womb. And the past couple of years, especially romantic relationships, friendships, acquaintanceships, um, all different types of relationships. We were even in our own long distance relationship. So we kind of want to talk about those things going forward, talk about, but really how they build on each other. Because I feel like all the relationships that we have are in 
Like, they are all in. They're all in tandem with each other. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think everybody should be informed <laughs> about what their attachment style is. Because the more you know, like, I feel like the better you'll the operate. You yeah, the more you'll grow and the better you'll operate in relationships. We took the, I've taken, like, more in-depth ones. But if you just want, like, a quick, like, one that doesn't really require that much time or effort, you can go to theattachmentproject.com. Um, they actually like to self-identify if you're like in a relationship, whatever, XYZ, single, so on and so forth. But I think it's really, you know, interesting. And then once you figure out whatever your attachment style is, you can like, there's so much information on Google. Um, you can like start to do the research on your own and see how, you know, you'll, you might notice like a few patterns or just like certain things and maybe some light bulbs might go off for you or things will start clicking. But, um, want to do the word today? Yeah, let's do a drum roll. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the word of the day, and do we agree? Yeah. The word of the day is going to be grounded, grounding. Um, burr, 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 burr. I think saying that, say, we, we talked about our family relationships being what grounds us, but I also maybe, as you guys are listening to this, think about the relationships that ground you. Think about the things that ground you. I think really this quarantine this pandemic this coronavirus world infestation world this coronavirus world takeover has taught me a lot about just really trying to lean into the things that ground me um and being able to come back to them and as we talk about relationships we want to think about how those relationships ground us so that's the word of the day of the week yeah of the month period all right until next time bye bye <laughs>